Okay. This learning should be dedicated to Nishmas Yitta Bas Yisrael and to Eli Nishmas Reuven Ben Benziam. We're beginning now chapter 31. Chapter 31, we are dealing with someone who listened to the advice of chapter 29 and 30. He had the sickness of a stone-like heart, that evil was gripping his heart, and he sincerely followed any of the three strategies presented in chapters 29 and 30, and he broke the grip on his heart. He emotionally crushed himself. He smashed the evil of the animal soul. He freed his heart from feeling apathetic. But now he's depressed, which is another problem, and he's probably upset. I listened to your advice, and now I'm all depressed. So this is an entire chapter of reassurance and of moving the person from this low space all the way to the heights of joy. And there begins by saying that, first of all, of course, you're saying, well, sadness is definitely not a godly place because a godly place is a place of joy. Godliness only rests on a place of joy. So obviously I'm not in a very godly place right now. So that says, first of all, you're not in a place of absolute evil. Maybe there was an inner kernel of evil, that moment of smashing, but you shifted it to this admixture of good and evil, klipasnaika. And within that, you're actually in the good element of the admixture of good and evil because your sadness isn't over a physical concern. Your sadness is over your spiritual state. So being depressed because of your spiritual situation is the good element of this admixture of good and evil. And you should know that you have to be in this state or you had to be at a certain point in this state because to smash evil, you need to utilize a tool of evil. As our sages say, that only the axe that comes from the forest can fell the forest. So you had this absolute evil gripping your heart and to destroy it, to smash it, you needed a tool similar to it, not exactly the same because the tool you're using is not absolute evil. It's that admixture of good and evil, but it's similar to it. It's also in the realm of evil. And therefore, it was necessary because that was the only way to smash the evil that was gripping your heart. And that's what our sages say, as, as King Solomon said, in every sadness, there's an advantage. And the advantage is going to be the joy that you're going to have after this sadness. And that's where we're going to get you to. We're going to get you to joy. But understand what you're actually holding now. You're not even in this place of evil, of admixture. You know how I know? Because when you're in a place of sadness, your heart is still very heavy and dull. And there's no energy in your heart. But your heart now has energy. It has a vitality in it. Vitality means godliness. What you're experiencing is actually not depression. It's called reverse, as we learned in Chapter 26. It's this godly, energized bitterness over your situation. You do feel bad that you're so far from God. But you're not in a place of evil in this contemplation. You're in a place of godliness. You're in the godly severity, Gvura of Kedusha, which is expressed in this energized bitterness, Barivas, which means nothing about yourself, nothing about God, nothing about the past, nothing about the future, nothing how you're stuck, nothing how you're going to change. And all of this energy is the proof that this is a godly place. And you know what? You have to be in this situation now. Because we said before, you need a tool of somewhat evil to smash evil. But we don't just want to smash evil. 
We want to transform it. We want to uplift it. We want to take that energy and use it for God. And our sages say that the judgments are only sweetened by their roots. So you are in a place of evil judgment. To transform that, you need to be in a place of godly judgment. Judgment, but of godliness. And that's exactly the place you're in now. And now you're self-judging. You're introspecting. But not introspecting with depression, with I'm stuck in this farness from God, but with the energy and focus on God and future and change. And the truth is, we use this as a tool. If you're upset over something in your physical reality or you don't even know why you're upset, but you're upset, that's the perfect time to not just smash the evil, but transform it by uplifting this upsetness to make it a scrutiny and introspection on yourself concerning your spiritual situation. I mean, you wouldn't want to do that when you're in a good, joyous, godly mood. That would ruin it. So when you're upset over anything or something or nothing, use that energy and transform it and give it as a gift to God. And if you do that, you're actually going to be saved from what was the original course of your sadness. Because if you were upset because something was going wrong in your physical life, maybe that thing was going wrong because God was judging you. And this is the consequence. But when you judge yourself, God doesn't pass judgment on you as well. He doesn't need to. So you're introspecting on yourself with the judgments of godliness and you're committing to change, you're judging yourself. God's not going to need to judge you. So therefore, the repercussion of God's judgment, the problems in your physical life are removed because they're no longer necessary because you've taken care of it. You're not a space of evil. You're not even in the space of this admixture of good and evil with the emphasis on good. You're in the space of godly judgments of self to evoke change and you're going to move from that space as well. And we're going to move you over the course of this chapter to higher and higher levels of joy.